It's allow me to be frank. We're a day late, but not a dollar short. You know, we had a, there's a special reason why we had to record one day late and release one day late. You know, of course, we have March Madness now fully in effect. We got uh, a couple of big upsets today. My uh, my Final Four is already taken in my major hit as uh, Iowa played perhaps one of the worst looking games I've ever played. And it, the, the refs really kind of screwed them halfway along the, along the way, but... They were lethargic most of the game. Just absolutely lethargic. Losing to uh, fucking Richmond. And, 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 of course, I had to slink sleepers at Barstool Sports. I could have taken Richmond. And now it's just almost like just like... <laughs> the fucking spider bite. God damn it. It's really, truly just the Fleming curse. I mean, these poor schools who worked so hard, played so hard this season. And, Frank, you took them in the tournament and they wound up shit in the bed in the first round. It's you hate to see and, it. And, and uh, Kansas, if I pick Kansas to go out uh, early, they go on a run. If I pick Kansas to go on a run, they go out early. You're not, so the only, sure. you're not the only one to do that too. I feel like every year that, that I picked Kansas or most people I, I know pick Kansas to win it all. They always lose in the first so round. So this year I have them uh, going out in the second round. Of course I pick them going out to Creighton and, Right now, Creighton's losing to San Diego State. Yeah, they don't. Creighton does not look good tonight. Uh, and, uh, the bells of St. Mary are ringing for Indiana right now. That game is over. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's the first game I put on, actually, tonight, and then shut it off like immediately. That was that was not a good one. Yeah. So. I got Kentucky going to the Final Four, and uh, they're sweating it out right now against uh, St. Pete. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, uh, St. Peter's? I, I don't think St. Peter's. It looks like uh, the, the St. Peter's is starting to turn into a pumpkin here. It does. Uh, Kentucky looks like a bunch of uh, nervous freshmen, though, in a big game, which is what they are. Uh, and it looks like they just called a flagrant on. Oh no, they no flagrant. So, but yeah, uh, St. Peter's down. Uh, it, it looks like uh, they're fading away in this game. But yeah, that's no, not that, the uh, the major headline. The major headline is uh, spring training is underway. And uh, Pat, you're down in uh, Port St. Uh, Lucie. Uh, you know, some people have always called it Port St. Lonesome, uh, Lonesome because there is absolutely nothing to do down there. But uh, yeah. with this uh, truncated spring training, uh, is, there's a lot of news coming out. There has been a lot of news. I'm down here at in PSL, as you said, and uh, it does feel a little lonely. But you know what? It, it's nice that baseball is back. Uh, when we recorded this show a week ago, uh, we had no hope. I know you had no hope, Frank, that the season was going to start on time. Well, it's not starting on time, but that we were going to play a full season. And, well, uh, right up right up till they did, they announced the deal, it was the looking sketchy. Especially uh, the the the, pay, the players' executive committee uh, did not voted to not recommend uh, passage of uh, of the, the deal. Uh, of the deal. Yeah. Yeah, and no, usually if usually if the players' executive committee rejects the deal, that means the deal's not going to happen. Yeah, and they were the ones leading the negotiations for the most part, uh, alongside Tony. And, Clark. and what was and, the? And if I'm not mistaken, the vote was like 22 to eight. Yeah, yeah, it was, and uh, and the uh, the passage is 20 to 10. If it was, the, the, just three more votes against. Who knows what would have happened? 
Yeah, and it's interesting because um, Max Scherzer, uh, a couple, you know, the Mets, they they voted no because they weren't well, they happy were, about the Steve they, Cohen tax. They were already uh, the the Twitter memes were already starting to turn hotly against the Mets. Yeah, and you know what? Um, all we heard was that Steve Cohen wasn't phased about the tax, but lo and behold, since the lockout started, the Mets really haven't done much other than trade for Chris Bassett, which was still a really good move. But I, I think what the Mets want, I, I, don't, I think the Mets don't really want to get rid of these prospects, these four big guys, the four bigs. Mauricio, think, yeah. Alvarez, Batty, and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, what's his name? Vientos. Vientos. I don't think they want to touch those four, especially Alvarez. And All them were in... just just took a one point lead with one eighteen left. Oh my God! Could St. Well, Peter's actually win this? We might have our next Cinderella if they win this. This could uh, probably wind is, up firing. Is a, t- is a team from Jersey City going to eliminate Kentucky? Basically, a non-accredited college too, right? <laughs> yeah, I heard that they. I heard it. It's sketchy that they'll even exist in a couple of years. Yeah, I I wouldn't bet my money on that. I so. mean, the, the the New Jersey Archdiocese has taken it on the chin, and deservedly so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, basically, basically, it it, it it was like the old South Park episode, the Catholic boat, <laughs> and they covered it up. They just moved. Uh, this priest touched my son. Okay, we're moving him to touching. Him to touching. He touched my son. Okay, we'll move him to uh, West Orange. Eh, okay, we'll move him to Livingston. Uh, okay, we'll move him to uh, to uh, South Jersey. Okay, we'll move him to Central Jersey. Uh, okay, we'll just cover it up, sweep it under the rug like a cabinet. Da 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 da. <laughs> and then meanwhile, the 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 Archbishop himself is like one of the worst offenders and. Then they then they basically said, oh, you know, get him to just send him to Rome. We'll hide him in Rome. And all of a sudden, <laughs> why aren't you sending him here to be prosecuted? Well, he's he's sick. He's living in a Rome now. He's a he's a given to get. He's in a monastery. My God. Well, what do you think? Do you think St. Peter's is actually going to hang on here, Frank, or you think it's uh, you think they're going to get their hearts broken? Uh, well, we'll see. It's it, it, uh, 60, uh, uh, no, what was it, uh, 78 seconds left. How'd you feel about Rutgers last night? I knew as soon as midnight hit, they were toast. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame was never going to lose once St. Patrick's Day began. Yeah, that's true. And happy St. Patrick's Day, actually. we're <laughs> I know we're releasing the day after, but we are recording on St. Patrick's Day, which it doesn't feel like it. And there we go. Now it feels like it. Right on cue. Uh, boy, you know, it's St. Peter's. Uh, ah, Kentucky just hit a big three. Now up two with 47.7 left. All right. Well, we might, we might see Kentucky hang on here. Then we may, maybe won't have our new, uh, our new Cinderella of March. I mean, uh, well, uh, this is definitely a scare. Whatever happens here. Yeah, I mean, Charles Barkley was nailing it on the head, though. He just said, like, Kentucky, when, you know, you have all these talented freshmen, like, they're, they're just excited in a big game, and, like, they weren't, they weren't settled down. They, you know, they'd never uh, been here before. And we have a tie game with 21.6 left. 
Wow, I can't believe that rolled in. Went on the rim, rolled to the back, and then rolled back in. And we have a time. Uh, oh, no, I don't, Kentucky's going to take a timeout. They're holding for last shot. Last shot. So, uh, Rutgers tried to hold for last shot yesterday, and it ended up uh, being a bust. But Kentucky, we're going to overtime. Going to overtime. Overtime. There we go. First one of March Madness. No, second overtime. Who was which game was overtime in overtime last night? Rutgers. Rutgers went to double oh, Rutgers overtime. Was. I didn't watch the end of it. I just know that they, they got their hearts broken too. Yeah, they lost in double overtime. Jeez. And they had their chances. They really did. They had they had the last shot and uh kind of took like a fall away jumper at the end of regulation. Threw the ball away uh, late in the first overtime, which could have, uh, if either of those plays doesn't happen, if they actually uh, make the right play, mm-hmm. Rutgers wins this game. And then just as the second overtime was beginning, midnight struck and St. Patrick's Day began. And that was the end. And that was it. It was like, the what's that basketball movie from the 90s? Where it was like luck, was it Luck of the Irish? I don't remember that one. I'm shocked you don't remember because I feel like you'd love it. It was like a Disney, one of those Disney movies where like the kid like got like a, a leprechaun and like became like amazing at basketball. But Frank, how was your St. Patrick's Day? How'd you spend it? Well, watching uh, March Madness at the uh, Barstool office. Any corned beef though? Uh, I don't like cabbage, so I usually don't have the corned beef and cabbage, but I made a meatloaf, and uh, that video yeah. will be releasing soon. Great, great. I, you know the fans all are dying for more Tanks Cooks, so I'm sure they're going to love that. That they are, that they are. Yeah, but Frank, uh, I was bringing up the Steve Cohen text to you before, before we uh, we get to overtime here in this game. Um, the owners were so worried about the Mets spending, and it seems like the Mets are – almost certainly done unless, you know, a, bit, a good opportunity comes up of a drop price tag. Then the Dodgers went out last night and signed Freddie Freeman, and now we thought they had a scary team last year. They're out of you control know, now. You know, the same people that complained about the Mets becoming dangerous are the same people saying it's so wonderful that Los Angeles spends. Why is it, that, it is, Frank? Because it's, it's L.A. and everyone loves it. Like, uh, LA is going to win every sport now. Yeah, celebrities on the sideline. It's all we care about. No games so on TV. The celebrities watching. $10 gas now. Should be nationwide. Veganism. So the taxes. It's the way to live. It's LA to live a life. No freedom anymore. If you're 20 pounds overweight, you get taxed. Vegan, <laughs> vegan, vegan. You get no freedom. We taxes everywhere across the nation we love. LA is the way to love. 90 foot sidewalks must walk now. You can't cross. You're gonna get run over because it's LA. <sighs> Did you hear uh, the new motto in California, Frank? Unvaxxed get taxed. They're now taxing everybody who's not unvaccinated. 
And then you got uh, Eric Adams' sniveling assistant. I don't even watch what. <laughs> and and oh, we're going to make, we're going to shove it in this sports man's face. I think that this, uh, I was against building stadiums. We should have public housing everywhere and art. Art. <laughs> Only thing you should watch is PBS. <laughs> and he's on uh, with uh, Chris, with Chris Hayes in the two. And I'm going, yes, 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 that's right. The Motorcycle Diaries. Yes, that's right. The movie's now. They're two action pace. We should just watch a movie of people sitting in the day in a in a waiting room reading the motorcycle dogs. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. And then see what Colbert. Yes, I agree too. <laughs> oh the, 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 this this vaccine shit is gotten to the point of fucking annoyance. Well, all the rules are gone, state governments and everything else for Except everybody if you're now. an athlete. Now they're pushing the athletes. I think that they're kind of pissed off that certain athletes and big superstars didn't promote it when they wanted them to. And now they're trying to make an example out of them. Because the fact that now Kyrie Irving scoring, he had a 50-point game and a 60-point game now. And he still can't play home games. And we're approaching the play-in. And now the, the Mets and Yankees are going to have the same thing. The Mets and Yankees apparently are pretty confident that um, Adams is going to take away the rule by nope, opening day. Nope. But he's just, he's just standing there. And he's going to come out, and anyone that boos him gets ejected. And it's going to be ALC going, it's going, here he is, here he is, the beautiful. No. ALC is <laughs> ALC's talking today. Uh, uh, she's on the, uh, the, the Twitter today. I caught part of the video that every time you drill for oil, you're raping the earth, and that we need to get rid of. Public, uh, private transportation. And meanwhile, she, she, she has a, uh, a helicopter. She says, well, I'm important. Only important people need it. And I'm important. And when, she, when he said this on, when she said this on Tio Colbert's show, he went like this. And the whole crowd, she goes, yes, yes, yes. And he goes, Tio Colbert says, says Tio Colbert who said that, uh, I drive a Prius, so I don't care if gas is $15 a gallon. He goes, and he goes, and everyone's here. He goes, yes, that's right. He goes, he says, yes. The less we drive, the more it was. He says, Americans, we have too much. Yes, we do. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio at the end of uh, Don't Look Up. Yes, we had too much. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. That's the problem in this earth. We should have just live, everyone should just live simply and have, live by their own means. Yes, that's right. Except the celebrities. The celebrities are our royalty. Yes, that's right. It's going to win seven Oscars, I heard. My, that movie was horrible too. I couldn't. I think we talked about this on the show, but uh, I couldn't even. I shut it off. It was a two and a half hour movie. It was garbage. I saw the last ten minutes, and someone said it was like the the, the most. Uh, what the word I'm looking at? The most like like. Cringe uh, movie. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pious, just like uh, smug. Thinking they're better than them. It was almost like. Uh, the uh, South Park Smug episode. Yeah, where they're farting and smelling it. Yes, that's basically what it was. <laughs> and driving their hybrids. Yes. Well, uh, of course, uh, Stephen Colbert with his, I drive a Prius. I don't have to worry about the gas. And did he actually just, say that? Yes, he did. He, he's a jackass. It's a disgrace that he lives in Montclair, too. I mean, he's... he's no, uh, no, 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 no. He, he did. He actually... That actually is how people feel, Montclair. You know, Montclair used to, Montclair actually canceled the Fourth of July uh, parade because it would actually turn into a protest parade of people just uh, American flags upside down, uh, uh, 
sickles and hammers. Uh, they would have like people uh, marching in chains, representing slaves. Uh, people uh, marching uh, and crying, representing the uh, Trail of Tears. Oh God, well, Frank. I think we're going down a pretty bad rabbit hole right now, so I'm going to uh, redirect the route back to you know, uh, you know, uh, you know what could get us out of this rabbit hole. Yes, I do, and and it's probably something that you'd like to eat at a baseball game, maybe on the golf course. So yes, yes, and then I'm talking now. about hot dogs. And America's first and original hot dog company is Feltman's, and Charles Feltman invented the hot dog. You know, Feltman's is a veteran-owned business which was revived in 2015 by two Brooklyn brothers, Joe Quinn, a former Army captain, and his brother Michael. And he did it in honor of Jimmy, their late brother, who was killed in the uh, attacks on September 11th. You know, with a team of military veterans that have collectively served over 110 months in combat, Feltman's is now one of the fastest-growing natural food companies in the United States. Their 100% beef all-natural hot dogs are available for purchase online at WholeFoods.com. And then... At Whole Foods and at Feltman's.us. Not to mention they ship super fast. And it'll be the perfect addition to your next family cookout. So use promo code FRANK to receive 10% off all Feltman's products at Feltman's.us. That includes the bratwurst and the bacon with, along with the hot dogs. So that's promo code FRANK for 10% off all items at Feltman's.us. And allow me to be frank is presented to you by Feltman's. Yes, it is. It is indeed presented by Feltman's and Frank. Um, I'm going back tomorrow, back up north, but, um, this week at Mets camp, there's been a ton of news, a uh, ton of news for condensed for being in a hundred day lockout, a month delayed spring training. And, uh, it's good to be back. It feels like we're, we're getting very close to baseball season and it, it, it feels, it feels nice to, uh, feels real again after, after having such a long lockout. I'm sure you're happy about that. Yep. Yeah, uh, one thing I've noticed is a lot of shade being thrown at Hugh Quattlebaum. From really, uh, what made you draw that conclusion? Uh, basically, everyone talking about how they were burdened by over analysis last year, and that this year they feel a little bit uh, better with Eric Chavez. Uh, I've heard uh, Lindor, McNeil, uh, both talk about how they were just uh, they just had uh, too much going on in their brains when they came up to hit. Yeah, I think that um, that is true, but Hugh Quattlebaum wasn't the analytics guy. You know who the analytics guy was? It was Zach Scott was was a big analytics guy. And the Mets also have a huge analytics department, so they were heavily reliant on, on it, and they weren't doing a good job of filtering it to the coaching staff, and the coaching staff wasn't doing a good job of filtering it to the players. But that was that was coming from up top last year, and I think – yeah, but we, everyone else has analytic guys. It's just like the Mets, just like it, it, just like I guess maybe it was just too much. I don't know, but uh, well, Hugh Quarterbaum was the most cucked coach ever, especially when they started doing the Donnie Stevenson shit. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, he was put in an unfair position. Um, the Mets never should have fired Chili Davis. It was just because he didn't agree with the front office. He was more of a of a teacher. And he had a great relationship with all the hitters and the front office didn't were like, you're not getting with the program and we're going to get rid of you. And that's what happened. And they replaced him with someone who was hired to do something different and didn't have the rapport with the players. And basically they hired someone who was going to go along with the program and who was put in an unfair spot. I mean, the Mets have to have the, I mean, the Dodgers probably are the, uh, the favorites. 
The but, Braves, yeah, are, yeah. Braves are really good again, too. I mean, Freddie Freeman is no longer a Brave. Now he's a Dodger, and the Braves got Matt Olson and Colin McHugh. Well, the Mets, uh, I think they should try to make at least one more move. Well, you know uh, who's still I don't, available, Frank. I don't want him back. Well, at this point, he might be a pretty good fit for uh, all things considered. Like for the team that they built, Conforto might be a good fit coming back. And St. Peter's right now has a three-point lead with one minute left in overtime. So let's see. Let's see if they can hang on this time. That'd be wild that this goes into multiple overtimes. It would be. Uh, uh, the, 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 tra- the move I don't like, the, the, that pisses me off. The one player, you know, Chris Bryant, him going to Colorado tells me that uh, right now he's not too concerned about winning. That's pretty and, clear. Uh, and uh, and him in Colorado, that's going to be like a one-two year thing, and then they're going to trade him. It's probably to the Cardinals. <laughs> well, Funny because they could have just re-signed Arenado or signed him to an extension. But people were saying that, but Arenado also wanted out because they weren't committed to winning. Yeah, and so Chris Bryant, all Chris Bryant's going to do is put up stats. And uh, that team is bad. The Rockies are probably going to be one of the five worst teams in the National League. Easily, easily. But at this point, I mean, if Conforto... I think Conforto's market is not playing out the way that uh, he would have hoped. Oh, God, but he just always grounds out. Frank, you never know. I mean, with with good coaching, he could still go back to his career norms where he put up 30 homers, 90 RBIs, you know, along with this, what this lineup is currently is with Lindor, most likely bouncing back, McNeil, Eduardo Escobar, Starling Marte, Nimmo. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing to bring Conforto back. I wanted Schwarber. And I don't care if Schwarber would have batted 120 and had no home runs. That Just getting him would have been worth it. Well, he's going to hit 40 home runs in Citizens Bank Park. I think that's Yeah, that's and clear. he's going to hit 25 against the Mets. Maybe, maybe. But you know what? The Phillies, who have had bullpen issues for a long time now, signed two of the Mets' most home run prone pitchers to pitch in Citizens Bank Park, which is a band box. So I, and Jerry's Familia now is a Philly in Jerry's, that hand. Je- Jerry's Familia will be the most hated player on the Phillies by Memorial Day. He's just not a good fit for that park. I mean, he gives up a lot of home runs at City Field, which especially is not when, a home run ballpark. Especially with that awful uh, the walking song. Donze Kudrow? Yes. <laughs> yeah, people were tagging aye, just hearing that song, I cringe. If I hear that song anywhere passing, I cringe. Because it just reminds me of bad Met losses. I remember the first couple months of us rec- recording Allow Me Be Frank in 2019. Uh, we joined on a recording and you were just hysterically doing that chant that you were just doing from the song. Before we even yes. said anything, because Familia just blew a game. Because he blows every fucking game. He's... I mean, when you look at how the Mets stack up with the other NL teams, I mean, the Mets are talented. They're interesting offensively. I don't think, I don't think the Mets really have to worry about the Phillies that much. Not the Phillies, uh, but, but the Braves and the Dodgers are, are clearly the classes of the NL. Maybe the Giants again. Uh, no, I don't think the, the Giants are not going to be as good this year. Dodgers and Braves, though, are, are 
are well above the rest of the class. I mean, the Cardinals are a good team too. Well, the, 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 at worst, the Mets should be a wild card team. Well, with this expanded playoff, and thank God we got 12 teams instead of 14 because I think for a little while it was looking like we were going to get 14 teams. If you go to 14, might as well go to 8, 16. That's more than half the teams. I mean, basically, you had half the teams of 14, and then you'll have You know what I'm surprised didn't come out of this uh, the settlement? Expansion teams? Expansion. What's going on yeah. with that? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard anything about that. I, I, think, I think baseball can expand again, and I think expanding it will help make things better. How I think so? if you, I think if you expand it, you, uh, you, uh, and especially with the way they want to change uh, how they do the uh, schedule formula next year, you uh, go to uh, four, four team divisions in each league. The winners of the division, uh, the, 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 the winners, and you go to 16-team playoff, and that you have, each team gets a ghost win. Each division winner gets a ghost win. And it will be a best-of-three series. So the home team has to win one game. The division winner has to win one game. The wildcard team has to win two games. And that would make winning the division important. And make things even more competitive, and get an extra team. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Uh, I think it's, it's 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 been 25 years now. I think uh, baseball is due to add two new teams. I think uh, uh, you could put t- the three cities. I could think of off the top of my head, all would do well in baseball. I think Vegas, I think Nashville, and I think uh, the Carolinas would all do well getting an expansion De- team. Definitely Vegas, and I think I think the Oakland A's, the A's. Who just barely missed out on the playoffs and are they? Uh, they challenge. basically just they basically just decimated the team. The A's are gonna the A's are gonna be uh, lose hundred games at least. Yeah, yeah, and and for that, I mean, their payroll would go up. If they All right, St. Pete has the lead, thirty-seven seconds left, three-point lead, and they have the ball. So we might see our first big upset. Well, we've already had one big upset, boy. St. Petersburg, I mean, St. Pete's, and, uh, well, you know, um, we've had upsets, we've had close shaves, and speaking of close shaves, well, uh, we got the, uh, we got to get a round of applause, uh, the Manscaped, uh, has just launched her ultimate premium collection, believe it or not, it's not for your private parts, nope, 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 I'm talking leveled up hygiene, Routine with your favorite manly scents. This is an all-in-one skin and care kit for everyday men. You know, and it covers you from head to toe. Literally, Manscaped is trusted and below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to Manscaped and getting 20% off and free shipping with the promo code TANK. That's uh, promo code TANK for 20% off and free shipping. And that's four products inside the, the Ultimate Premium Collection. What a score. All of these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. The best ingredients and zero compromise. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TANK at manscaped.com. That's, use promo code TANK that's, and get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in the bottle thanks to Manscaped. 
Uh oh, Frank, did you say vegan? It's for vegans. Well, well, it's vegan friendly. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Well, I I I don't mind vegan as just long as you stay vegan and leave me alone. You know, uh, it, it's it's like these people, like like uh, the sniveling. Uh, the sniveling weasel of a fucking press secretary that Eric Adams has. You could tell he's a sniveling weasel. Is he a vegan? Right. He is a vegan, Frank? He, uh, well, Eric Adams is. God, of course he is. All right, 81-79, St. Peter's, 21.6 seconds left. And uh, Kentucky's fouling. So St. Pete will be going to the line up two. So with if these, 20 seconds left. If these kids can make their free throws, then uh, we might be seeing an, a big upset. Eric Adams basically said that uh, that, uh, that, that uh, cheese is equivalent to heroin. The guy's a fucking whack job. And, he, and people who were allowed to play last year, when COVID was more stringent, more out there, there were vaccines were less available. There were more strenuous uh, the strains are not going to be allowed to play this year because this guy wants to make an example of one fucking player. And also, if he was going to do this, like, why are you doing it when there's no, no? I mean, the two to be fully vaccinated with the two doses, you ha- it's a six week process, basically five weeks. And, and uh, visiting players can come in, don't have to be vaccinated. People who are not vaccinated can sit in the stands. St. Peter's just pulled down a rebound. They're up for 7.4 seconds left. St. Peter's, St. Peter's of Jersey City is about to knock off Blue Blood Kentucky. Blue Blood Kentucky, a team that people should have said should have been the number one seed. Blue Blood Kentucky, probably the, the, the fifth ranked overall team in the nation, the top Four seed and uh, Kentucky fans are now crying. They're crying because they lost to St. Peter's, the Peacocks of Jersey City, a school that might shut down because they don't have the accreditation. St. Peter's, everybody. St. Peter's. It's insane. It, it actually might have just saved their school, maybe, Frank. St. Peter's on St. Patrick's Day. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Frank, I think you missed your calling as a uh, play-by-play announcer for March Madness. I think that was an excellent call. Oh, my God. St. Peter's up six. Five seconds left. Three-point try off the rim. St. Peter's recovers. Game over. St. Peter's has beaten Kentucky. And I'm I'm told that uh, one of the top players on St. Peter's is actually from Nutley. Oh, wow. No way. St. Peter's just beat Kentucky. Blue blood Kentucky. Edbert. Edbert on uh, St. Peter's is from Kentucky. (laughs) I mean, from from Nutley. From Nutley. (laughs) When when is the last time that... When is the last <laughs> major upset like this? And there's that evil laugh. It's been about Dance four or five. Great. It's been about four years that a 15 seed beat it too. Who was the last one? Oh, the last one had to be when uh, UMBC beat uh, 
Virginia in uh, what was that 2018? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Woo! One and done, Kentucky. <laughs> Off to the NBA. You know, maybe yeah. maybe uh, Kentucky needs to uh, stop doing the one and done and actually bring in a couple of players that might commit two, three years, and maybe they'll actually win a national championship. St. Peter's. Jersey City. St. Peter's. Unbelievable. Rutgers lost. Seton Hall, their 50-50 chance to win. St. Peter's has won. Are you switching your... Edbert. Edbert, number 25. Yeah, I see him. Are you switching your allegiance, Frank? Are you now a St. Peter's fan? Uh, they're not a they're not a major school. I mean, the uh, minor school. This is this is their national championship. Yeah, I mean, beating Kentucky. If you go to that school, like who would have saw the, that? The, the peacocks. Their man. Their mascot's a peacock. Yeah, I mean, they're really like you, St. Peter's. So Frank, growing up in Jersey, St. Peter's would send letters home like asking kids from jersey to go to their school yeah like that's the type of school they are if you're if you go to a catholic school you get all the saint peter's stuff sent to you all the time yeah i cannot believe saint the coach look at this uh i don't have the volume on i'm looking at the uh, saint peter's coach he's even got like a chuckle on his face he's chuckling because he can't believe it yeah no no one can and, like, you think they're coming out, they're in the locker room before the game, believing they can do it? Probably not. You know, you go in, you're 15 versus a two. You go out there, you give your try, your best. I mean, Longwood, they got smoked by Tennessee today. and But St. Peter's, St. Peter's! St. Peter's beat Kentucky. Blue beard is Doug Edbert. This is the guy from uh, Nutley. Blue blood, a blue blood. There are schools that are just blue bloods in basketball, and Kentucky's a blue blood, and they just lost to St. Peter's. Yeah. <laughs> Not this a is a one. loss. This is a loss that people in Kentucky right now are going to be having nightmares about for the next six months. Not even six months. Like we're never going to hear the end of this game. Look at look at that. There's their mascot. Even their mascot can't believe it. <laughs> I don't uh, and, the Carolina, and the Carolina disco turkeys are, are celebrating you gotta feel great for them <laughs> I had Kentucky going in the final four and I feel great for them St. fucking Peters so hold Saint on St. Peters Frank Iowa Kentucky upset and I have both of them and and who who's your other half of the final four? Michigan State and Arizona. Oh, well, feel bad for them now because the Fleming curse has gotten half of the final four probably coming for the next half soon. Saint friggin Peters. I uh, me and Doug drove out to Pennsylvania so we could bet the uh, Jersey games. Yeah, I. I took Kentucky, never thinking that St. Peter's even had a fucking prayer. I mean, you look at uh, you look at St. Peter's versus Kentucky, and you think, oh, well, 
Kentucky's going that by 25 points. Yeah. And, and you know what it was? It, it, it was these freshmen. These freshmen for Kentucky were tight early. Yeah. And, 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 and when you got that 15 seed, if, you, if that 15 seed has some hope, that's a dangerous thing. Hope's a dangerous thing. Yeah, the fact that Kentucky has some of the best players in the country, and I know they're freshmen, but they're supposed to be NBA ready, and they're not dominating a team like this. Like they're just like scared. Like they're not ready for the moment. Like these players that are on St. Peter's, I mean, that are on Kentucky, are going to be in the NBA in a year or two. St. Peter's. They're going to be selling you insurance in a year or two. That's what I was thinking the same thing. Hey, Buck Showalter said to me today that he used to sell insurance, apparently. Ha. Huh. Said there's nothing wrong with selling insurance. No. But uh, the, 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 this is a win that it's going to just – everyone in St. Peter, this is going to be like the ultimate moment for that entire sports program in St. Peter's. That it's it's – that uh, this will last forever. Yeah. St. Peter's beat Kentucky. Yeah, this is an unforgettable moment in school. This is their best moment in school history by far. I cannot believe St. Peter's of all schools, Jersey City. Jersey City where they have a prep preparatory <clears throat> high school that's more famous and, and accredited than the college. Yes, yes. Uh I, I once took like a uh, like a test, like uh, for licensing something like that, at St. Peter's. What was the licensing for? Uh, to see if I could get an investigator job at the courthouse. <laughs> Frank the investigator. That's what you wanted to do. That was just uh, a possibility. Could you imagine yourself as an investigator? I don't, I'm not sure. I feel like I could. I could imagine you. This would have been right. more along, along the lines of investigating things for like, uh, like uh, uh, pre-sentence investigation reports. Okay, and what is that like, Frank? That means you talk to the uh, the guy that's just been convicted. You get his side of the story, and you research and find uh, their uh, criminal background. Oh God, that sounds like really interesting work, and I'm glad. I've, I've, I've seen some pre-sentence uh, reports that are almost as thick as War and Peace. Yeah, I can imagine. I imagine they'd be pretty thorough uh, with some of the stories that I heard from you during your, your run there, your tenure. And it's funny that you brought that up because, Frank, I wanted to mention that um, that video that Barstool did. Going, well, I guess Erica went around asking what everyone, what the, you do now at Barstool and what you did before. And you brought up the courthouse, but before that you were, <laughs> you you were talking like you were the star of the show, Frank, and uh, <laughs> you you. Uh, that's why Mazika. That's I I showed Patrick Mazika that today, and he was like shaking his head. He was like Frank. He's like Frank's. Uh, Frank's becoming too big of a star. He's 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 too big for us little people now. So when's he gonna? When's uh, Mazika gonna uh, begin his next career? You'd have to ask him that. I mean, he's already doing stuff, uh, posting, you know, he's posting hitting content, which the Orioles hitting coach, that's how he got his job. He was, po he was like a social media hitting person and then got jobs through that and then promoted. And now yes, he's the Orioles top guy. 
because obviously I think he is not a major league player. Well, Mazika has, you know, he has the passion for the hitting stuff and the coaching yeah. and whatnot. And no, no, I, I legitimately see. I, I don't. I'm not actually. I'm not joking when I say that uh, I see him as a manager to Mets in ten years. I, I think uh, looking at how he just carries himself, he's a catcher, and and how many how many good player uh, good managers end up being uh, who are that at one time were shitty catchers in their career. A lot of them. A lot of a lot of them have Joe Girardi, I, Mike Matheny. I think he, I think he well Joe Girardi was a decent catcher, but I I honestly see Patrick Mazika being one day a coach or manager on the Mets. It's possible, maybe hitting. I mean, hitting is his is his expertise uh, at, from an instructional standpoint. So he just sadly doesn't have the ability. <laughs> <laughs> He's a folk hero, Frank. He's got those walk offs. So. I still think he should have got a hit. They called it a fielder's choice on those uh, on those plays. That's right, yeah. And he had the home run in Tampa Bay, too, which was well struck. But, I don't know. The, 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 I, the Mets are basically neck and neck with the Braves, if you ask me. I, I don't know about Matt Olson, but he cannot be better than Freddie Freeman. He's a star, but... Freeman, I don't know if he's better than Freddie Freeman. Not, not really. I mean, they're they're close, but I mean, it was just and, bizarre. And keep in mind, the Braves were five hundred for most of the season last year, before they went on a two month run at the end of the season. Acuna will be back though. Albies. But Acuna was there uh, most of the season too. Did the Mets? The Mets, I think, are a team that could definitely add at the at the uh, at the deadline. I think they're going to have to, no matter what. Um, it's odd that they let Chafin and Diekman sign elsewhere, and do not have a lefty reliever. Cha- they brought back Jason Shreve. Oh God, who was pretty decent for the Mets actually in 2020. He was decent last year for the Pirates too. But uh, I mean, uh, well, we'll see when spring training starts in a couple of days. Who? How the fielding and how the lineup's going to fill out. How do you feel about the Yankees' moves so far? <laughs> what moves? You'll call uh, Rizzo, Josh Donaldson, and Connor Falefa uh, making moves? Those are Wilpon moves. Well, it was weird that they took on Donaldson's $50 million across the next two years. That's basically like Cano- that's Cano's deal. Which we'll get to in a second because I actually totally that reminds me about we got to talk about Cano too, but it, it didn't really make sense. And Josh Donaldson was the one who was going at it with Garrett Cole last year about the sticky substances. So I know I it was know. pretty awkward. <laughs> Cashman Cashman actually called him afterwards and said that uh, or told Garrett Cole he's like yeah I'm, uh, he's like we're trading for Josh Donaldson are you all right with it and Cole was like yeah I don't care. But a little awkward. Yeah, a little awkward. Uh, now, what, what's going on with Robinson Cano? He apologized yesterday for using steroids, except he kind of just sidestepped a lot of different questions. Um, I heard that he does. I heard he's unvaccinated because he's afraid of the needle. I don't know if that's true, but uh, I think you can make draw that assumption yourself. But he was oh. asked. Wow, what just happened there? What game do you have on? 
Creighton uh, San, San Diego State in overtime. And this player for Creighton behind the play just crumpled and is now clutching his knee on the ground. Well, that's not good. He battled uh, for a loose ball, fell on the ground, tried to get up, and then went like right down, right down. Like his knee just completely gave out. On Creighton? Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing the replay. Yeah, he got tangled up and tried to get up, and his knee buckled. You hate seeing that stuff. You really do. It's always ugly. Um, While we're on the topic of basketball, Frank. um, I still can't believe St. Peter's beat Kentucky. Yeah. Can't believe it at all. At all. Well, it's the luck of the Irish, I guess. Luck of the Catholic school. I think St. Peter's is actually kind of an Italian school. You think so? I don't know. It's, It's... it, it, it's it's Jersey City. Yeah, well, that yeah, that's where my dad's from. And his side and of the family is 100 There used to be a lot of Italians in Jersey City. Yeah, that's where my dad's family is 100%. And they're all from Jersey City. So a lot of them came here from Ellis Island. They went to New York or they went to Jersey City, Bayonne. Like, it was all over. I can't believe it. Yeah, what a story. St. Peter's. And speaking of uh, of big stories, Frank, Devontae Adams getting traded to the Raiders tonight. <laughs> oh, right look at this! Did, did, uh, this this kid can't even can't even move his leg. Can that can't even put anything on his leg. They're carrying into the locker room now. Yeah, he's uh, he's done. I did. That's that's bad. Yeah, that's terrible. And this is such a close game, too, in overtime. Like, uh, Creighton was way down. Creighton rallied to force it to tie this game. Yeah, I know. They, they, were, they were not playing well for most of the, uh, most of the night. Hmm. <sighs> but hopefully the Mets get their shit worked out. You know, they are a much better team than last year. I'm so surprised, Frank, that you're so positive towards this team. Is it just like you being relieved that the lockout's over? Because I've never heard you this positive about them. Well, one thing for sure is uh, I, I, I like what I saw from uh, Dom Smith. Yeah, I mean. If he could bounce back and be the player he was in uh, 2020 uh, 20, and 2019, there's an extra bat. I think, yeah, and I, I really think um, if Dom hey, Smith... Did, it, what's going on with Starling Marte? Is he okay? Oh, that's a good question, actually. I'm glad you I'm glad you asked about that because um, he did a little bit of outfield drills today, but he's not doing much, and he's not swinging a bat. Um, he has had some oblique tightness for the last eight-ish days or so, nine days maybe, and um, slowly but surely, but like, who knows with these oblique injuries, you know, they haven't, they're increasing his activity. He's apparently getting better, but this could be a long injury. So who knows if he's going to be ready by opening day They're They really don't have much of an update on him so far. It's kind of been the same thing every day. And did this bullshit with the, uh, 
the COVID the shit. It, this has got to stop. You yeah. know, it's comical. Visiting players can play. People who are unvaccinated can sit in the stands. And the same players who played last year are not allowed to play this year. Someone's got to step up and, and, and fight this. Yeah, and I, I think I think the league and uh, Yankees and Mets owners, I think they are uh, they're going. They've been collaborating with the mayor's office. I don't think this is going to be a thing because it's just going to destroy the early part of the season. Well, destroy the entire Nets season. Yeah, it did. It did. But the Nets don't have many fans, so I don't think they cared as much. And this sniveling punk of a press secretary. Well, they could get it for shot. You know, if people were less People backed off and just get the shot. Just say get the shot. But the more they they force it on people, the more resistant people who are hesitant are going to be. Well, the Yankees, um, they just re-signed Anthony Rizzo, who apparently is not, he's not believed to be vaccinated. So it seems well, like. I, I hear the Yankees situation might be even worse than the Mets. Their whole well, when they go to Toronto, they're gonna to be missing like their whole middle of the order. Aaron Judge, the belief is that Aaron Judge is not um, who they're John, about to. They're talking an extension with Judge. You were aware of that, right? John, uh, uh, what's gonna go on with uh, Degom? Are they gonna sit down and talk to him? Um, they said earlier in the week that they're not. They're gonna wait till after this year to to get to it. And Degom said he confirmed he's gonna opt out and. You know what? If he opts out, it means that he had a, a dominant season again. And um, he looked really good today in his, his live BP he was throwing. Uh, not many See, Mets. Is, is he going to do like uh, like Syndergaard last year, not even give the Mets a chance to sign him? I don't think so. I think I think he actually he knows that the Mets are going to spend a lot of money on him. I mean, that's what ticked me off him, the most about so. Syndergaard, that he didn't even give the Mets a chance to answer that deal. Well, the thing was, it was that, and also he tried to say that he didn't feel the love from the Mets. Like, that was, like, at least what he said first, and then they were like, well, he didn't give us a chance to match, and we offered him $18.5 million for pitching two innings in the last two years. So that was the whole thing of him just him just looking for the highest offer and taking it because he just he doesn't know if he's going to be able – he's just been so long since he's pitched in a full season. And now Strowman's throwing in stuff saying that he was uncomfortable with all the unvaccinated players on the Mets, and he hopes that Eric Adams uh, stands firm. Did he say that? That's what I understand. He said I'm blocked by him, so I don't, I don't know. But I'm blocked too. But someone told me that's what he said. Oh my god. I don't know. I I can't confirm that. Um, but what I do know, Frank, is that Degrom, Bassett, Scherzer as a top three in a rotation is, is really good. Um, it's probably the best trio in, in the NL at least. And probably I'm sure the entire league, I mean, what other rotation did you look at right now and say has a better top three than them? I mean, uh, what's going on with this Escobar guy? What's his name? Eduardo Escobar. 
Yeah, he's Eduardo Escobar is going to be the starting third baseman this year. He hit 28 homers, 90 RBIs last year. I think the Mets offense could always use some of that. So um, he's a switch hitter. He's versatile. Um, it's just all going to depend what the new guys do and uh, their health. And Pete Alonso, I want to talk about this, too. I, Pete Alonso uh, is very lucky to be alive. And okay. Well, yeah. Very lucky. Buy a Ford. Yeah, he was in that that Ford Super Duty F two fifty saved his life because because it flipped three times a, a car T boned him and uh, totally destroyed the car. He had to kick out the windshield. He's he's still shaken up about it. He's he doesn't understand how he walked away with nothing, no concussion, no whiplash, nothing other than like a couple nicks and bruises, no scratch, um, and he's been participating. He he actually. He's the only one who made really good contact off the made any contact basically at all off the ground, but Pete hit a rope to the left center gap off the ground. That was really the only player to touch him today in that uh, in that live BP. Um, so Pete's okay and he he's lucky and he's grateful and he and he's not taking for things things for granted now. So um, I was getting on the plane on Monday to fly down to, to Port St. Lucie and um, I saw that news pop up and I, I couldn't believe it. it. He's he's very, very fortunate and he understands that. Well, uh, if that's not a commercial for Ford, I don't know what is. I think, it, yeah, I, there's the I safest mean, car on the road. I mean, uh, and the asshole ran a red light. Yeah, the the guy was, they don't know if he was texting and driving, but he was definitely distracted and ran a red light and, and T-boned Alonzo with his wife driving behind him and watching the whole thing. Unbelievable. That's why you can't take anything for granted nope, in life. Nope. You can't. You just can't. So yeah, that's um that's how Mets camp's been this week. It's been long, very long days, but we're back in the clubhouse and, and the access. But do they look like do they look good so far from what you can see? I think it's still really early. I think um I'm I'm bummed because tomorrow's uh inter squad scrimmage. And I, I'm flying back tomorrow morning, so I'm going to miss it. Um, mm. And then the games start start on Saturday. I think you it's know, just this so was the, early. This was the year so I considered early. going to spring training, but the week I wanted to go would was two weeks ago. I'll tell I would want to go. I would want to go like first week in March if I ever when I go to spring training. Why is that? Uh, started games, and you get to see a lot of the. Uh, the prospects. Yeah. In the so, so in the big league um, locker room, it's uh, Mark Vientos, Alvarez, um, Beatty. They're all around. Um, Mauricio. Mauricio is a lot bigger than we, than I thought at least. I mean, I thought he was some skinny kid. He's a moose. I've I've seen Mauricio in Brooklyn. He is impressive. He's huge, and he's yeah. He, I, th- I think you were right with, uh, you know, the Mets' desire to wanting to hold on to him. But um, And Francisco Alvarez, I think he needs to be put on the express train. If he has another good year, uh, or if he starts off, you know, tearing it up in double-A, he, he might be up, if, especially if James McCann is, is struggling uh, yeah, again. If James McCann is can't again. <laughs> well, remember, Frank, McCann and Scherzer have – prior uh, working experience together when they were on the Tigers. 
well, we have now uh, DH, so. Yeah, which, by the way, Buck, and Buck is a character, by the way, which I'm sure you know, but uh, Buck has basically given out nine DH candidates. So the I think that's going to benefit the Mets as well. I mean, yeah. no one knows if Robinson Cano is going to be able to hit this year. Well, I think I think if Robinson Cano is uh, struggling by May, I think you take uh, you uh, give him the uh, Bobby Bonilla treatment. Well, I think uh, it was an acquisition cost anyway. When Steve Cohen bought the team, he knew that Cano was under contract, and there was obviously no one really knew what he had left. But I mean, the Mets will be all right. I think in that sense, where they're they're pretty deep, where they could just replace him with the JD Davis, with the Dom Smith. I don't like um, JD Davis. I think JD Davis is garbage. I'd love to see them trade him for something. Frank, he well, one, his value is very low right now, but two. The ligament injury in his hand affected his bat speed last year. When he's healthy, I mean, he hit 22 home runs, 57 oh, RBIs. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Frank, Frank, when he was uh, in 2019 down the stretch, he was he was the one who was clutch for them and and delivering big hits when they needed him. So if but he, he's healthy, but he's just another player that was so bad last year. Yeah, no, it it was a team wide uh, team wide thing. So we'll see what happens. Um, you're definitely more positive than I was expecting. On this episode, but uh, yeah, it's uh, the Braves and the Braves and Dodgers scare me. Kyle Schwarber fucking scares me. (sighs) But the Mets, the Mets, I think have the ability to add players, and I think that's the one thing the Mets have above anyone else. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I and I think that's why the Mets haven't actually made any moves. Is they kind of want to. Give Buck Showalter a feel of the team before they actually make anything. You might be onto something there with that theory, and um, you know what? The longer Michael Conforto remains a free agent, I think the better chances it are uh, there are for him potentially coming back. So yeah. I think that's something to keep an eye on. You know, he's not my favorite player. I think with the way the team's set up, that he doesn't even need to be. He doesn't need to be one of the best hitters. Like I, I, I think that they're they're deep enough right now at least. I like Mark Kananha. Mark Canna? Yes. I haven't seen much of him except he's very skinny. He's a lot skinnier than you'd expect. He's tall and kind of skinny. And this is a guy who hit twenty six home runs a couple of years ago, so you wouldn't expect you like I you'd think he was like bulky, but he's really he's very thin and like lean, almost like Degrom. Well, maybe the Mets can make another move. There's still players out there. Yeah, there are. There are, and I think they're just waiting for uh, some markets to drop. I was surprised they didn't get Andrew Chafin, I have to say, or or a lefty reliever. They got Adam Adovino and Jason Shreve. So they lost Aaron Loop, and they never replaced him. They replaced him with Adovino, basically. Yeah, we'll see. Yes, we will. And uh, on that note, actually, before we get to ask the tank, um, Taiwan Walker... Carlos Carrasco coming back from off-season surgeries. Um, Walker was doing a lower body exercise in January, and the cartilage popped off his kneecap, and he had to get a procedure done, like, pretty soon afterwards. So he might not be ready. He's behind right now. He's, he's throwing a bullpen. He throws bullpens. Uh, he's either going to throw another bullpen um, this week, or he's going to go to live BP. But live BP is, like, the last thing he needs to do. Uh, and he needs to get cleared for game action, but he might not be ready um, in a couple of weeks. They don't know. What about so. Carrasco? 
Carrasco um, seemed to be ahead of schedule, except Buck roped him in with uh, Taiwan Walker. When Carrasco told us uh, in the clubhouse previously that uh, a couple hours before that, that he was he's doing a normal offseason since December, began throwing in December. And his velocity is already sitting at 92, which it was at 88 at this time in spring training last year. So, you know, you know, what the difference is this is one thing that's going to help. They have a manager that's experienced now. Yeah. And I think that's going to seriously help. Because that, that the Donnie Stevenson situation showed that Louis Rojas did not know what the fuck he was doing. You don't allow one of your coaches to get cucked like that. I think the whole thing is this team needed a veteran manager. They've all said it. Uh, everyone I've spoken to on the team has said that Buck is what they needed. Um, he's an instructor. He's a teacher. He's someone who's credible. He's has the experience he has the respect already coming in like he's a character like they all they all love him like that was good and and you know what frank actually who you should keep an eye on especially with some injuries and there's you know in the starting rotation tyler mcgill looked really good yesterday um in that sim game uh he got seven ground ball outs he's throwing the ball really hard uh him and peterson both looked pretty good but but mcgill might have a role in this team this year i'm just waiting for it to start now we're getting there. DC is uh, April seventh. It's in three weeks. Well, three weeks I'm gonna start. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, look into maybe going to that series. I think I'm gonna go too. At least to Degrom and Scherzer, the first two games. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm definitely. Definitely, definitely want to see the first. Definitely Bassett want to see the too. first two games. Definitely you, want to see the first two games at least. You know what though? With with Carrasco's injuries last year and missing most of the year and having. Tr- trouble in the first inning i mean he he would go out a lot down the stretch and, and pitch games where he'd go six innings five innings give up two runs he's a pretty good pitcher and and to have him as your fourth starter uh mets might have a really good rotation as long as i mean they're up there in age but as long as they uh they all stay healthy i i think the rotation is going to be really really good i don't think people uh, are realizing just how deep they really are you know i was thinking earlier today and in the vibe I get from the team, I get a 1985 vibe from this team. Really? Yes. Well, if the wild card existed in 1985, they would have been a playoff team. Now we that they would have. And now we have expanded playoffs. So That they would have. So you think they're about a year away from maybe being, like, serious? That maybe they need another player to put them over the top. Or have everything just click at the right point and they can win? The biggest, what's going to be really difficult next year is DeGrom is opting out. Carrasco could be a free agent, I believe. Walker could be a free agent. Um, who else? Um, well, this, N- is why we got Mr. Money. this is why we got Mr. Moneybags. Nimmo will be a free agent after this year. That's why we got Mr. Moneybags. It's now his turn. That's the other thing, too. I mean, if they brought back Conforto on a one-year deal, which apparently Andy Martino reported tonight that Conforto was offered a $100 million contract from the Mets last spring, and apparently the Mets were willing to go to 120 <laughs> I mean, yeah. Was there ever anyone who was uh, – I mean, that, that seemed like a really good deal. would have been a good deal for Conforto, even if he didn't – even if he – you know, if he was a free agent last year, if he had a good year in 2020 or 2019, whenever it was, yep. 
and got offered 120 million dollars for a long-term deal. I mean, that's that's pretty good for Michael Conforto. I think. I think that's that'd be perfect. I mean, he's not a superstar. He's a really good nope. player, but he's a good nope. two-way player. But he's a sucker. That's tough. It's tough to say, but I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I was hearing before the lockout ended to not shut the door on Conforto, but I was also hearing not to shut the door on Bryant and. I don't think the Mets were too interested in Chris Bryant after the lockout. Um, I think I think there's a lot of issues with Bryant. I and think he, I think, and I think that uh, having Brett Batty maybe a year away basically tempered the Mets on bat on Bryant. Yeah, and Vientos too also plays third, even though he's not really known for his glove. But um, I, I I thought Vientos I thought Vientos is an outfielder. No, he's a third baseman, but they started playing him in left field. Same with Beatty last year. Oh, okay. To diver- diversify them. But they got the DH now, too. So I think Vientos, yeah. Vientos might be a DH. Uh, he has serious power, too. And that's – keep an eye out on, on Vientos. Maybe Eric Orzi, uh, the pitcher from AAA. Like, there's a couple guys who might come up and, and, and contribute this year from the minors. But it's, it's just uh, – I know the Mets are probably disappointed because JT Ginn and uh, Adam Aller were close. But – um, obviously, when you have a chance to get well, a guy JT like this, was, it. JT Ginn was a couple of years away. I saw him in Brooklyn last year. Well, when you have a chance to get, they're very high on him in the organization. A lot of people were, but when you have a chance to get um, to get Bassett, I mean, it was a no-brainer. The Mets didn't have to. Mets didn't give up too much. I mean, they gave up their second-best pitching prospect, and then Oller, who was in the top fifteen, but um, they got him in the Rule Five draft in 2019. So the fact that they Flipped him as the second piece in uh, in a trade for Chris Bassett's pretty good. Yep. So, um, on that note, we have some ass to tank as we uh, run out of time here. Uh, we got some St. Patrick's Day's Day questions that I want to get to. Um, Dan O at Popple and Heaven, do you raw dog your corned beef on rye, or is there a topping involved on your sandwich? Well, if I ever did, if I did do roast beef, yeah. I'd uh, put some gravy on it. Some gravy on the corned beef. Yes. That sounds pretty good. You can have corned beef without the cabbage. I mean, I, I do. Yeah, I hate cabbage. Yeah, it's. I'm not a fan of it either. I don't think most people are. I hate the smell of cabbage. Yeah, really? What does it smell like? It's a terrible smell. Was say, sour. Sour, like... Uh, it smells like garbage cooking. Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty unappetizing. Um, Curtis Ward wants to know what are your some of your current and past St. Patty's Day traditions. Uh, I don't really have any. It's typically just built around uh, March Madness. So just March Madness is your is your St. Patrick's Day tradition. You don't. Uh, yeah. You never painted your face green for the holiday. Nope. You never no nope. sham no shamrock wear, cookies. Nope. Frank, I thought you were a better Irishman. Keep in mind my grandmother was Italian, so she turned everyone Italian. That's true. Fair enough. That that's like uh my my mother's Irish, but she's uh, my dad's whole family's Italian, so that was like the same thing almost. But we celebrate. My family always celebrates St. Patrick's Day, so and it's my name day, so it's always uh, it's always been nice celebrating it. 
growing up and everything. But I have to say, being in Port St. Lucie has been great this week, but uh, I didn't have a St. Patrick's Day this year. It was There was no green around uh, around Mets camp today. No signs, and no, I didn't even remember. Well, there was St. green Patrick's grass. Day. There was green, green grass. Green grass, which is nice, but no acknowledgement of St. Patrick's Day from anybody there. So, I didn't have it this year. It's all right. It happens. But um, on that note, we're just about out of time. Remember to rate, download, review, and subscribe. Follow Frank at NJTank99, the podcast at Frank the Tank Pod, myself at Regazzo Report, Reed at Reed Miller 5 Nick at Nick Bueno, and Mikey at The Real Mikey Betts. Uh, Frank, if you have a song on your mind, say Patrick's Day song, March Madness, take us out. Oh, Dolly boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from glen to glen and down the mountainside. The summer's gone and all the rose is dying. Tis you, tis you must go and I must bide. But come ye back when summer's in the valley, or when the valley is hushed with white with snow. Tis I'll be in sunshine or in shadow. Oh, Danny boy, oh, Danny boy, click like, subscribe. And I'll see you next week. This has been Allow Me to Be Frank. St. Patrick's Day version, and we'll be dropping the day after. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. War.